This is the sound of regular water droplets. This is the sound of vitamin water droplets. Regular water, vitamin water. Regular water, vitamin water. Hey, come on now. Vitamin water. It has vitamins, but also parties. Copyright 2020, Glasso. Life with Dope Podcast. I'm your man Graffiti. And I am Davey. What's good? <laughs> <That's really> weird, <laughs> <bro>. <laughs> this man. Anyway. Should we do it again? Yo, what's good? I'm Davey. <laughs> Come on, brother. You good. Alright, how you feeling today, fam? Man. Y'all was cooking me on that Macy's promo, man. Like, damn, man. Let a nigga, uh, let a nigga <laughs> secure this bag, man. Come on. Hold up. Let's talk about that. Hey, man. So, for y'all that don't know, uh, we did a little promo for Macy's for the upcoming white party, right? And we had to, like, I'll so let me that. give y'all a little backstory because they was kind of on my hat before I threw Davey under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> we had to be on our best behavior because, you know. Listen, you can't, no, no cussing. Yeah, like, we really got prepped no before explicit. we did it. It was like, yo, please, guys, please watch your language. You know, like, don't be you guys, pretty much. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we had to come in, you know, like, like you know, like Dave was at Bible study. Like, yeah, I had plenty of job interviews. I know how to do yeah, this. Yeah, man, it was, it, was, it was interview voice. Y'all can relate to interview mm-hmm. voice. Come on, niggas. Y'all know. Y'all don't talk like that. Yeah. We, we had to use customer service voice. So, Davey, he was, like I said, he was dressed like a deacon, for one. I see. So, he already had the image. The way he was talking was, like, mad funny. <laughs> I don't think we realized it until after the promo dropped, and they was cooking them, man. <laughs> Roasted me, man. Like y'all don't know, man. Y'all don't know what securing the bag sounds like. Yeah, man. We I were, thought it was clean, bro. Yeah, right on, brother. We were just clean. trying, to, trying to do something professional. I appreciate that, man. But you, 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 <laughs> you work out on your Ned Flanders, man. He said the whole word, <laughs> and he was moving each individual finger to the words. It's like, why are you? Why do you keep? Standing on your tippy toes every time you say a word, man. Man, they were making me so nervous, you know. I just they were like, "Were you guys nervous?" Nah, man, this shit was just weird, bro. I was just trying to not mess up and cut. But shout out to Macy, hey, shout out to the white party, shout out to Three Eight, man. We out here, man. We kind of doing some things. Yeah, shout out to first of all, shout out to Macy's for rocking with us. Yeah, because I was thanks for messing with black folks, Macy's. Yeah, man. I don't know that's the way to say it, but if we want to keep them rocking with us, but shout out. to... <laughs> like, thanks, for, you know, thanks for acknowledging us and like stuff we like to do. And, yeah. you know. Y'all are really MVPs. Yeah. We're going to leave it at that before go we to fuck that Macy's back up. Go to Macy's. Go to Macy's. Um, yeah, man. So we kind of doing some things out here. I heard. We are. I was about to get to that. Shout out yeah. to Julius and Redunce for keeping us on track. <laughs> yep. We are officially on iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. oh, We're going to make some noise for ourselves with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a big deal, man. That's that's a really big deal. So check us out on iHeartRadio.com or the iHeart app. Or AdrianSwish.com. Anyway, you can get it. We're still on iTunes. Mm. We're still on uh, SoundCloud if SoundCloud don't go nowhere. Hey. Um, oh, we're going to talk about that, too. Uh, you can find us, man. You can find us. Well, shit, let's talk about it real quick before we talk to the guests. So I heard Chance the Rapper save SoundCloud. Mm. Where did this nigga come from? Did he come from heaven? Like, bro, just out here being a humanitarian, saving lives out of nowhere, and just really blowing up, getting Emmys and shit while he's doing it. How you save a whole platform from falling off? 
He's, he tweeted, I'm about to handle this. I'm taking care of this SoundCloud situation. Oh, man. Then dope. the next day, SoundCloud was like, we ain't going nowhere. But now I'm like, maybe Chance is just the poster child mm, for the Illuminati. For corporate whatever. Like, anytime corporations need to get something done and move a certain way, maybe they're using Chance to do it. That makes sense. So they were like, let's get the happy little gospel rapper. Mm-hmm. And make him do our dirty work. It's probably Chase Bank that came in and bought SoundCloud. Was the, they probably just hit Chance up. <laughs> it was probably Twenty One Savage. <laughs> kicked him, kicked him something on the side. Let's get the happy one. I don't know, man. <laughs> and damn, now you, now you got me worried. We got to keep our eye on that Chance guy. And Justice League, man, they was firing off some tweets at Chance. They was sending some smoke his way. And Audio Mac was going hard on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Man, y'all gotta relax. <laughs> 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 Shit's getting weird out here. Yo, Justice League basically said, "Yo, Chance, we're not buying this." Uh, yeah. Good guy bullshit. And he's pretty much trying to say Chance is fake independent. Yeah. He'd be on the show, yeah, but he don't really be on, on the show. Like he'd be and Audio Mac was like, yo, man, we been telling y'all yeah, fuck SoundCloud out here. We out here for real, though. But we got him now. Nigga, you did him dirty. I was like, I ain't got nothing to do with this. I don't know what he was trying to do. I don't know what he was setting up. I was cool the first time. I was cool the first time. But I seen how it was going. I see the concerned look when I walked through the door. I was looking, bro. I'm like, okay. Okay. This is about to get weird. But no. Nah, man, we hey, got my man. Extra, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come so let me ask you something. Look, see, David's trying like, to do it. Yeah, he's trying to do it. I'm trying to keep it moving. I'm like, let's keep it moving. What are you let's doing? Let's, let's keep it moving. Ignore that nigga over there, man. <laughs> we Cut got my out. man. I was supporting you on the, the Macy's thing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was on your side. <laughs> Get off, bro's helmet. Let's go. Shit, I got you, bro. We got my man, Beast Mode Ford in the building. Let's go ahead. Hey. All right. How you feeling, bro? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And you want to tell this people your dope. real name, too? This is dope. My real name? I mean, dope. or just what you want them to call you. Y'all just call me Beast Mode Mode, Josh Ford. You cool. Know, that's my real name. Um, you can relax, man. We ain't going to ask you no more. No, nah, nah, we going to ask you now, brother. We good. <laughs> like, I can't relax. Like, this... <laughs> y'all got me in the cage now. <laughs> See, we done with that segment. <laughs> nah, so my man, Mode Ford. What's up? Who are you? What do you do? Man... Philanthropist, mm. mentor, mm. father. Word. That's what I do. Um, and then after that, obviously athlete, artist, man, author. I got mm. a book that I'm working on that's gonna be dropping real soon. Um, so yeah, just pretty much where this is right there. Let's uh, let's dive into the athletic part of it, mm-hmm. being that that's kind of one of the key elements. Yes, sir. So what do you do? You football player, right? Football, football. How long you been playing football? I've been playing football since I was about six years old. Mm. Um, wow. Used to the reason why I put those other titles before it is because it used to be my identity. Mm. But when you you know when you grow up, um, you obviously see I've used it as a vehicle to take me places. You know, not just my identity. Um, I'm a man first, but and I'll be a man longer than after football. You know, so. Mm. I mean, that's really what it is, but been playing football since I was six, man, and right. it's definitely been good to me. So, And you currently play? I play. Uh, sim- I don't want to call it sim- Arena. Arena. Arena Bowl. Yeah, Arena Bowl. Colorado Crush. Hey. Yeah, Colorado Crush. What position you play? Running back. Ooh. How is that? It's cool, man. It was definitely a stepping stone. For me, it was an opportunity to still play and get better, work on a – Perfecting my craft, obviously. Um, you know, I had a, got hurt my senior year at University of Colorado. I mm-hmm. broke my ankle. 
and this type of ankle break, like, it took, like, a year and a half to heal from. So even after my senior year was over, I still was trying to recover, you know. I got a call, you know, got invited out to camp, obviously with the Chiefs, but I couldn't go. I was still hurt. So, you know, depression set in, but, you know, when I seen this arena thing, it was a stepping stone. Um, it was a way for me to step my game up, man, and really just impact lives because I got to bring a lot of the kids with me to see the games. Um, my grandma, she got to come to some games because it's inside. It's more interactive. So it was a blessing in disguise, man. Right, right, but also, you um you graduated. Was it double major? Double major, man. Crazy. Double major. Man, let's talk about that. Hey, 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 that video. Hey, hey. That's a patient. <laughs> seen that video. Uh, I graduated. I have psychology and sociology. Double major. Um, and it's interesting, man. I started out. I started out. I was engineering. I started out at K State. Wow. I went there, uh, and I actually I walked on to the football program. I didn't get a scholarship. And the reason being, I don't know, man. I had a lot of people lie to me, man. I saw that very early it was a business. Yeah. I got to see that early. I didn't have – I was always by myself, too. I didn't have nobody helping me. Like, my family didn't care. They just was – as long as I was a good person, grades yeah. was good, I was straight. But I didn't have any help. So, you know, I did what I was supposed to in high school, but I still had people lying to me, talking about they was going to help me. They didn't help me. Um, you know – I, I, I had my dad. My dad is good, but he wasn't, you know, in people's ear like that to be in the coach's ear, favoritism, you know, my dad. No. So I was by myself. And basically, man, so I was an MVP coming out of high school, MVP, senior year. I did it all. People were saying I was too little. I didn't have nobody help promoting me. So I was like, okay. So I walked on to K-State doing engineering. Um, everything was going good. Got accepted and all that. Man, I dropped out. I dropped out of college. And a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, I dropped out, man, pretty much. And homeless. Um, my uncle let me stay in his basement because my mom didn't let me come home. So I was out there in Kansas just not doing anything, man. And <clears throat> I got back on track, man. It was this dude named Chris. He was a good dude. He uh, he brought me to one of these youth groups out there. Mm-hmm. And in the youth group, he basically was, you know, he kept telling me, come to this youth group, come to this youth group. I'm like, no, man, like, uh, I was a rebel back then, like, yeah. Like DMX slipping, like that song was what I was going through. Like, right. man, so basically he kept asking, planted that seed. I finally went, man, and just learned about like positive energy and everything like that. Got back on track. Um, make a long story short, got into CU, and that's when I changed. I didn't want to do engineering, not because it was hard, but it was just cause I had to learn about. I liked helping people, man, and that's when that philanthropy type aspect came from because I liked helping people. Right, right. And now I'm getting back to it. I'm, uh, you know, working on my master's in agribusiness. So, right. yeah, man. So, nice. so, man. Yeah, so yeah. education is definitely one of your key elements. Yeah. If you're watching this and you recognize his face off of the field, it's because you got this viral video floating <laughs> around. It's crazy because yeah. most people don't even know it's you. But, yeah. like, it's this video where uh, – my man's is on the corner with like a bunch of thuggish looking black men in the bells. Yeah, I don't, yeah. And, and subscribe to those in my descriptions. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, because that's how most people see it. And they was on the corner, and he was talking about how he always got that thing with him everywhere he go, and he was patting his hip, and then he pulled out a diploma. Like, oh, he got the chopper. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He pulled out a diploma. It was oh, my man's uh-huh. is educated. That was a strong statement right there, and like yeah. that video, like really, really, really blew up. Mm-hmm. So that's real, man. We appreciate you putting that type of image out there. Yeah, it went it went viral, man. I had people hitting me up from all over. It yeah. was like to me, it was like whatever. But a lot of people was like, mm-hmm. you getting messages like. 
you know, this inspired me to finish school and people sending their diplomas and pictures. Like, yeah. And at the time, I, I really should have... I got some screenshots of it, but, like, at the time, I'm just like, okay, cool, like, keep going. Yeah. But you got people hitting me up, like, I graduated, I saw that, that was motivation um, and things like that, you wow. know. It was it was it was big, man. No, it was, it was a problem. <laughs> was like, I, I, I didn't. I always meant to ask you about that. Like, I didn't know if you realized the type of impact that video I had. I didn't because it kind of opened people's eyes up. Like, you know what? When when you first turn it on, you're like, oh shit! I yeah. thought y'all about to start rapping. Yeah, <laughs> and then you start talking about <laughs> you always got that thing. Yeah, so like SoundCloud, right? What so is for he? people yeah. to see that, it's like you know what? Damn, like you can be something different. Yeah, like, and looks was, aren't you know exactly. And it was about not stereotyping, right? You know what I mean? Because Hey, really, we was at my grandma's house. That came about. Me was at my grandma's house, and, you know, the way I dress and everything. I can get clean when it's... But I like to be comfortable dressed myself. I'm not following, you know, the status quo or anything like that. I do what I want. Uh, I mean, I still handle business and everything like that. And we got into a debate about, a debate about stereotypes, man, and I'm like... <laughs> I walked in the room. I walked in the room, and I did it in front of everybody. And it was like, oh. And so we went outside and did it. You yeah. know what I mean? Because... We just talking about like where people come from doesn't dictate where they're headed in life. So you know we was talking about the bills and you know I'm really into I try to change people. It could be a good thing or a bad thing, but I believe everybody can change. You know if you study the story of Malcolm X, you see he was Detroit Red before he was a uh, Malcolm X and things like that. So right. that's where that came about. So right. yeah. So do you consider yourself a 2017 Black Revolutionary? Mm. Or is it too early? Man, it's. Or is that not the route you want to go? I just, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm still learning. I'm still learning every day. I'm learning. Um, I just really like, like helping people and kind of waking people up. And I like interdependence. You know, I like learning. You know, even with this show, y'all yeah. taught me so much. It's not because I'm on the show. It's real. Like the episodes I watch, like. I think my favorite one, A Measy episode. Mm. You know, I learned a lot on that. Shout out to A Measy. I learned a lot on that episode. Just, you know, the health episode. Uh, the lady I was on, Be Reinvented. Her. Mm. Like, I'll take a lot of tips from these. Like, and I appreciate this. Like, a lot of people don't understand. Like, I learned a lot from you guys and the guests you have on here. So, I just really like helping people and waking people up, especially these, these young men um, out here. So. So it seems like there's a lot of different definitions of waking up or being woke. So what does being woke mean to you? Man, I, yeah, it is a lot of definitions. Is it it's financial? A lot of, is it spiritual? Is it cultural? Is it... Man, I got an LLC. It's out the cage. That's mm. what I'm rocking right now. Hey. Shameless plug. But it's, <laughs> it's out the cage, man, and this is what it means. This is my definition of woke. Um, it's, it's breaking out of the cage, and it's mental, whatever's holding you back, you know, uh... We've all heard the phrase that a, a bird born in a cage thinks it's an illness to fly. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people have been born in cages, so they don't know they can fly. Or it's like, um, you know, fish born in water, all they can they can see is the water. You know, they they don't know that they were <laughs> born in water. If that makes sense, no, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. It, all they can see is the water. So even with, I guess you can say, black people being born in oppression, all they can see is this is it, this is what it is. Um, a lot of people don't understand that the reality of the world and you can have whatever you want right. and everything is as equally yours. It's a lot of people I see that's they just don't feel like they should have certain things. It's like, no, that is yours. You just have to go get it. Mm. And um 
So I just really like to, like I said, just help people. And when I help people, I learn too because everybody's an expert at their own life, even these young kids, right. you know. I forgot to mention I do motivational speaking. So with that, you know, I was giving, like, these Disney speeches. Like, you can do whatever you want, and you know what I <laughs> right. mean? I had to switch it up, you know, and tell them that, like I said, where you're from doesn't dictate where you're headed. Um, and really show them you can over, overcome obstacles and things like things of that nature, man. So so is the cage, is it a state of mind? It's a state of mind. Is it but circumstance? It's, 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 I have a bunch of different chapters. It's, it's, it can be circumstances. It can be your, your state of mind. Um Fear, like my cage, I talk about it in my book, my cage was fear of flying. Mm. And that kept me, man, I missed so many opportunities because I didn't want to fly. Like if I was in another state and you invited me, I wouldn't fly. (laughs) I would try to drive. I miss family reunions. Mm. You know, I didn't want to go to games. Like it was was bad. So, and that was a cage. It kept me locked down, you know. Honestly, I've had like that same... Fear of flying. Like, yeah. I would be on a plane, just like palms sweating. I wouldn't even get on a plane, man. <laughs> I wouldn't go. But something, something that helped me um, when I really thought about it, I thought, think about planes taking off and landing every all day, every day. Mm-hmm. It felt self-centered for me to think that my plane would be the one that would go down. Mm-hmm. Like, why? What makes me so special that my plane? Or that something bad needs to happen to my plane when hundreds of planes take off a day. That's real, bro. Damn. That's real. Hey, you know what's crazy about this conversation y'all having right now? I'm taking this metaphorically because I'm not afraid of a plane. But the way I'm looking at y'all talking about fear of flying, I see that every day with the people around me. Mm -hmm. It's like, so check it out. Like, if I really want to do something, I just go do it, right? Mm -hmm. If I fail or whatever, I don't care. I'm just going to go do it. And people would be like, damn, like, Why'd you do that? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, damn, I wish I had. Like, main thing is I work for myself. And a mm-hmm. lot of people are like, damn, I wish I could just quit my job and just work. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, well, do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they'd be like, no, it's not that easy. Like, I got to do this. I'm like, shit, me too. I yeah. be broke sometimes. Yeah. You feel me? But I'm flying. Good. You feel me? So Good. it's like, kind of like you just said, when people compare themselves to like people around them and they're like, oh, well, this is what I'm used to. So this is what I got to do. Yeah. And then I watch like a Diddy or a Jay-Z or something. And I'm like, that's where my head is at. Like to me, mentally, I'm them. <laughs> so, And I see that in you, bro. When and, I, when I but watch straight it. up, like what you just said about like you think about it like, all right, plans fly, planes fly and land all day, every day. I look at it like that. Like, well, shit, if Diddy, Jay-Z, Steve Jobs, Jimmy Iovine did this shit. People do this yeah. every day. Yeah. Like, why is my plane going to crash? You feel me? So... Hop on that plane, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, exactly. Message. Exactly. Message. Exactly. This is deep. We won't. Exactly. <laughs> no, you're exactly right. Yeah. You're exactly right. And, um, you know, I've over overcame that. And just, you know, that was just an example. But what you said was exactly right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I watch, like I said, I watch you. I study you guys and what you do and, you know, with your job and everything. You work hard. Appreciate <laughs> you know that. what I mean? So, we talking about you, though. Exactly. That's what's up. Man. We're talking what's about up? you, and I keep trying not to talk about football because, again, I don't want to. Hey, ask, ask, make whatever. that your identity. Um, but to just go back to that a little bit, because you do play arena ball, um, is it a goal for you to reach beyond that NFL dreams, or it kind of just is what it is? I'm just. It's weird, man. Like even with this, it's weird, bro. Like I wish I could explain it. I'm thinking so much bigger, man. I'm mm-hmm. thinking like. You got players and you got owners, bro. Mm-hmm. So, 
I'm trying, to, yeah, I'm trying to at least man, let me tell you, we was at the Paul Millsap. We was shout out to Paul Millsap. We was at the Paul Millsap shining at the Montbello Rec Center. Paul Millsap walks in. All the kids run up to him, parents, staff, everybody who's there. Right behind him is the owner, the GM and the head coach just standing there chilling. And these guys is billionaires, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just seen that. And I just went to go talk to them. Like, that's what I like to see. Like, it's chess, not checkers, man. Yeah. And I love the game. I do want to play, but I want to, for the longevity of it, I want to, like, be on the staff side of it, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, that's really what I want to do. Um, but I'm going to keep playing because it's a passion of mine, you know. But I want to be on the other side, too. Right. Operations and things like that, man. That's definitely what I want to do. So who do you think would be some of the most pivotal pivotal people in your life? Would be or? Or who are? Family, friends? My family. Um, my friends. You know, my daughter, uh, my mentors, man. Nothing like mentors. I got uh, my mentor. I got. I got so many mentors, man. It's it's ridiculous. I got a guy named Flip. He's a technologist out in L.A. Mm. Good dude, man. Good dude. I really want to actually link y'all with him. He's he's a good dude, bro. Let's do. He man, he's he's helped me with so many things. So it's it's really nothing like a mentor to help you out and guide you, if that makes sense, man. Nothing like it. So that's why I try to be a good mentor. But this dude, he's put me up on so many things. He's put me up on the uh, the the bitcoins that you talked about and. Right websites and just where I can get help like even writing my book you know publishing and everything like that so just mentors and my family you know not the temporary people that come in and out you know but mentors my sister Toya y'all had her on this episode her just watching her you know I I don't have any excuses after watching her because she makes it happen like you said Mm -hmm. she makes it happen so her yeah work do you still have any fears at this point? Mm, not really, bro. I got stuff I don't like. Like I don't like snakes. But <laughs> as far as as far as fears, I mean not at the moment, but I'm sure there will be and we're gonna overcome because it's life. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm immortal, nothing bothers me. But as I'm growing, man, learning never stops, I'm learning new things. Um, I'm evolving. Work. I'm not the same as I was, you know, you five years cage. ago. Exactly. Exactly. So You also are an artist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's talk about that side of things. Yeah. Because um, you definitely are a motivational type brother. Yeah. You reflect that in your music. But on the flip, we know how the game is. Man. You know, we know everybody wants to be a rapper. We know how... The ins and out of the local yeah. scene is and all that. So there's not a lot of motivational rappers. True, but how do you even present yourself in this time of the industry and the game right now? Like, because right now it's the turn up era, it's the microwave pop era. How do you even get yourself out there to be like, yo, if y'all really listen to what I'm saying, I'm saying, something. you know what I mean? What's the biggest struggle with that? You just gotta be true. To, I just true to myself. If I reach one person, I'm good. I know a lot of people say that, but you got to really think about it, you know. That's why this podcast is going to be great. Um, 
all you need is 10 people at a time. Everybody always tries to capture everybody, and you'll get nothing out of that. But 10 at a time, you'll be good, you know, one person at a time. And the songs I did, I did a song for my daughter. Yeah. Um, a lot of people love that. A lot of people are inspired by that. Um, I did the song with Interstate Ike, talking about nothing to show. And that was aimed, that song was aimed at, if you're going to do something, at least finish. Right. Don't come back with nothing to show. So that song was like for college athletes. Like, you're in college, you got a scholarship. Don't leave without a degree or anything like that, you know. If you're going to do something, like, do it. Like, yeah. finish. You know, so I know what my music does. I made a song called Your Man that I, I released, and that was about domestic violence, like stopping domestic violence. Right. And the ladies in the domestic violence groups loved that, like crying, like, oh, man, like, this was amazing. Like, girls who grew up from the city, like, that I didn't even know was in abusive relationships was hitting me, like, thank you, I needed wow. this. Wow. So, I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. like planting the seed. Um, I got another song coming up that... I wrote um, it's called PTSD that I'm, I'm gonna drop soon and it's gonna do what it's supposed to do it's gonna reach who it's supposed to reach it's not about soldiers it's about kids right with PTSD so yeah right. I, I mean, like that I like that approach so it's more <laughs> so like I'm trying to touch who needs to hear this message yeah. as opposed to just trying to blow up and Cause it's what I see, and it's the yeah. people I see. So I'm like, and everybody wants to talk. Like everybody wants me to give the motivational speeches and talk to them. I can't be everywhere at once. Right. I try to be. So that's why I wrote the book. That's why I'm doing these songs. Like a lot of the my little homies, like kids that I work with, kids that I mentor, they they have this. Yeah. So it's like, like Pac said when the people were showing the Vietnam War, that's how it ended because people got to see what it's like. So if I show these videos, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like I can impact somebody and at least speak for those who don't have a voice, you know, so. That's real. Like, no disrespect to everybody who's doing what they do, but, yeah, I mean, I can make a turn-up song or something like that, but. Ooh, it's not Yeah, I mean, why? You got to be true to yourself. Like, right. You know. That's real. So do you have any um, influences or people that you look up to? Because you, you seem very, I would say, like even-tempered mm-hmm. and, and very just 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 calm. So I, I wonder kind of like where does that disposition comes from? It comes from life learning, man. I used to be a hothead. I used to get, growing up in the bills, you know, I used to get in trouble a lot, man. And I used to always be certain, meaning I knew everything. So I try not to be too certain because you don't know everything. And learning is a... It's, you're always learning so I mean I just like to be observant sit back learn um, just like you said be even killed my influence is man musically DMX okay cause like okay people are making turn up songs or whatever it's cool for now but Slip and Save My Life right that's a song like, like I can you know what I mean like right. songs like that like Keep Your Head Up by Pop you know um that's that's really what it is. I have a uh, a lot of guys who I'm trying to I'm trying to think. Et the hip hop preacher, Inky Johnson. Um, it's a lot of guys I looked up to that I just and it's a lot of people I study. I read a lot of books. I read a lot of books, man. Uh, John Gordon. What are you reading right now? What I'm reading right now, I'm re- I've been writing my book, but uh, I'm reading the. What's the book called? It's called I'm I'm in between books too. I'm not gonna lie to you. Okay. A lot of audio books. 
audio. But uh, it's uh, it's called the subtle art of not giving an F. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I read that. I got it. I paused early because I didn't want to cuss. I'm trying to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, dang, should I say? It? But yeah, yeah. Okay. that's the book um, I'm reading right now. Just learning not to care about the little things, you know. Right. Um, put too much energy into the little things. Yeah, that actually changed my perspective on just everything that I cared about. And it, it you read really, it? I did. Yeah. And it, and it kind of just held a mirror up, like, oh, I, I've really been caring about the wrong things, mm-hmm. and it's and. and you know, kind of what it talks about. It's it's not about just not caring at all. It's just about just changing the things that you care about. And the, the chapter that really um, spoke to me was the one that talked about like you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and a lot of people don't really accept their own mortality. Right. And that's what kind of creates that fear, keeps people in a cage. Yeah. It's just the the fear of dying, or or that fear of thinking, you know. You know, I'm, I don't want to think about the idea that I'm not going to be here forever. Right, right, right. Shout out to reading too, guys. <laughs> no, no, for real. Cause hey, we sitting here talking about books, I and everybody's I, like, "Yeah, I read it." That's I dope. can't wait. I can't wait until it comes back in style because it's not even. You know, we used to all think it's dorky. Like, yeah. that's where it's at. Like. Yeah. Educating yourself to where you can stand amongst people like you. You post a lot of stuff, and I know a lot of people don't know what you're talking about. Right, right, But you right. be dropping jewels, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, shout out to reading. Um, but like, bro, so I'm just even killed, like you said, about being self-centered on the plane and everything like that. I don't want to be self-centered. It's not about me. I really do like helping people. I do like seeing people succeed. So, you know. Right. And you keep mentioning... Um, Growing up in the Bells, for the listeners that don't know, that's Montbello. It's a neighborhood in Denver. Uh, for the global Now listeners. it's a little gentrified, but before it was rough. Yeah. Um, I'm from there, Bell style. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> but uh, so coming from that neighborhood in that area and the time I came up, a lot of people from that area, the ones that made it out, mm-hmm. are thriving in their own perspective or in their own respective areas. And I'm trying to find a way to relate that to people that aren't from Denver. But every every city has neighborhoods like that. If you yeah. think of like a Compton or something like that, when yeah. you notice like, all right, damn, every rapper from Compton is flourishing at this time. Like the timing seems to be aligning right now. You yeah. know, like all the people I grew up with, like shout outs to like Paul Millsap and like Big John Platt. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. really out here doing things from our neighborhood. And mm-hmm. it's like, damn, like we really had the odds stacked against us. So... How do you feel your upbringing has helped mold you, even when you were out there getting in trouble like that? I can relate. I mean, it just goes back to what I was saying about when you're born in a cage, you don't know. Yeah. And that's just, these they don't know, nobody knows, because we didn't get taught that. We didn't know. We just thought it was, you're going to grow up in the bills, get an apartment, you know, like right. nobody was. <laughs> Go work at Yeah, 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 exactly, bro. That's <laughs> That's where everybody works. That's where everybody was at, and it's just like this is this is what it is because we didn't we didn't see anything else. Um, so for me, uh, it motivated me. It motivated me uh, growing up. Just after a while, you like it's got to be more to life, right? You know, the same things get born. It's got to be more than than this. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm a big YouTuber. Go on YouTube, listen to motivational speeches all of that story like it's it gets deep man and just reading a lot and everything like that just trying to be different separating yourself because you see like i mean 
you see somebody getting in trouble, you know that's not the thing to do. So when you see people getting in trouble and everything like that, it's like, let's go the other way. Let's try something new. Right. So what is the ultimate goal? So, I mean, you're you're pursuing, um, you know, advanced education. You're doing the motivational speeches. You're writing your book. What is the... What is this all coming down to? What's the what's the goal? Man. And how will you know if you've reached it? The big goal, obviously, to own my own, whatever it is. Like when I talk about agribusiness, um, you know, I have an uncle who has a farm. Mm-hmm. And that's where I stayed at when I dropped out of K-State. Right. I was in his basement, and my uncle has a farm. He's a military vet. Um, at the time, we're like, what are you doing with a farm? Like, he's from the Bills. Yeah. And my uncle tell you, he, he used to run the street, all of that. But, you know, he got a second chance with the military, you know. Went to the military young, changed around and everything like that. Um, and he bought a farm. And with that, man, I don't know. He has a farm, bro. Like, so, with the crops yeah. and uh, cattle and food. Like, you know what I mean? Owns it. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, like, at the time, I'm like, whatever. Like, let me just get back to the street. Let me get home. You know what I mean? I want to. But this man has a farm, you know. So, like, even when you talk about the revolutionary, like, people, let's 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 be revolutionists and do this and do that. Let's boycott. Like, okay, who grows the food? Yeah. None of you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, we don't own anything. So, my long-term goal, obviously, is, is that, but... I just try to create as much as I can. Like you said, we're all going to die one day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I just. I got dark. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. From the chapter. No, no. Yeah. I mean, so just to create, you know what I mean? Um, I do focus on one thing at a time. So with the book and everything. So obviously, this book, I want to impact people with that. But at the end of the day, it's owning, owning something, you know, that my kids can have. So I'm wondering right now. Because right now you got like this zen, calm, like drop yeah. knowledge, woke. How you turn that shit off on the field? Because you beast mode on the field. That's my sanctuary, man. Um, yeah. When you're on the field, it's just you get to, you just get to let loose, man. And you just yeah. got that, that attitude. I'm always in that, I'm always had that attitude. Y'all seen the Avengers? Yeah. Don't be like, I'm always angry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, I just cut it on, man, and just read and react. I mean, it's just like Shakespeare's art, you know. When I'm out there, uh, the field is my my stage, you know, got the costume, got my lines, and I'm just out there doing my thing, you know, really what it is. So I love it. I mean, it's just something I like to do to get away. Yeah. It's it's the mindset. How far are you away from uh, completing the book? Man, it should be done in, like, I want to say by next month. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Can't wait to pick it up. Yeah, yeah man, man, most definitely. Y'all yeah. be looking for that. What's gonna be called? Out the cage. Of course. Yeah. Out the yeah. cage. Y'all be checking for that. Out, out the, the cage, cage man. man. Okay. So the deep question, as if this episode wasn't deep already. <laughs> <laughs> it, got, it got pretty deep. <laughs> yeah. It's real though. What's the one thing you will leave with the world? One thing I'll. One thing I'll leave with the world. To the people out there, I just tell them be great. Um, more importantly, you can't live off potential for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. At some time, you're going to have to make a move. Make a move and go get it. Mm-hmm. Real. Break out that cage. 
but for real, it's a lot of people who I know just live off potential. I could have did this. I could nah, go get it. You know what right. I mean? In the graveyard, it's a lot of people who died with so much potential. Right. You know, so, yeah, everybody has the potential, but you got to unleash it. Don't live off potential. Oh, I could have did, you know those people. I yeah. could have did this. I could have did that. Like, right. okay, go do it. So don't live off potential. Make it happen. Um, you know, a lot of people are capable, but who's really willing? You know what I mean? So. Damn. That's real. That's messages. messages. Uh, Just messages. Don't live off potential. Yeah, man. Don't real. do it, man. Go get it. Don't I'll, do it. So how can people uh, get in contact with you? How can they find you? Social media. Instagram at Beast Mode Four. One word. Um, Mode Four on Facebook, Twitter, Beast Mode Four. Work. Man, we appreciate you, brother. As appreciate always, you, man. my guy, bro. Already, so man. Make some noise, my man. Mode Four. Life is Old Podcast, I'm your man Graffiti. And I'm David. Skirt. This is a Sprite. And it tastes exactly like it sounds. That first hit of cool, crisp refreshment on your tongue. Followed by that familiar chorus we all know by heart. (sighs) Sprite. Thirst for yours. This is the sound of regular water droplets. This is the sound of vitamin water droplets. Regular water, vitamin water. Regular water, vitamin water. Hey, come on now. Vitamin water. It has vitamins, but also parties. Copyright 2020, Glasso.